Stanley and Moose Jaw. And here, Regina, out my window in downtown Regina. I don't see any light snow yet, but uh, a little more coming through the day and overnight. And uh, we've lost a lot of snow over the last seven to eight days here, and some of it will be regained in the next 24 hours. Not a lot. It's still, there's still a lot of warmth in the pavements. Some of it's going to melt pretty quick, too, but uh, for the most part here, uh, this is a remarkable February again. As far as above normal conditions seem to want to be uh, persistent. Even when you look at the long-range forecast here, single-digit highs remain uh, the norm. Something that isn't so normal are coyotes within the city limits. Last few weeks driving to work early in the morning, I'm pulling out of the driveway and I come around the corner and I hit Arcola on the east side of town there and one staring right at me at the stop. Right at the lights. And a few weeks later, I saw another. And I thought, you know what? I'm interested here. What What if uh, you had to come face-to-face with one? Maybe you and your dog in the backyard or elsewhere. What would you do? What should you do? And plus, it also gives me an opportunity uh, to give a little love to Salt Haven Wildlife Rehabilitation Center, which need uh, your support, too. Joining me now is Angela Tremka. Uh, welcome, Angela. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Well, it's my pleasure. I wanted to shed a little light on what it is you do. Yes, we've been rehabilitating wildlife from across southern Saskatchewan um, for their return to the wild since 2014. So we release healthy wild animals back into their natural environment, and we also do some education with communities on how we can coexist with wildlife within our communities. And you do this within pretty much a a house, right? You don't have like a giant building full of wildlife, do you? No, right now, um, and for the past 10 years, we've been in a 600-square-foot facility in the basement of a residential house. And we've been very innovative and creative with the space um, over the years, but um, right now we're kind of in a dire situation. We can't operate in this space for another increasingly busy summer because each year we seem to be getting more and more wildlife that's in of help. And you've got something like 30 bats at the moment. Yes, we do. So we've got about 70 patients in our care in total. Um, anything from small songbirds like common red poles, larger birds like canvasback ducks and great horn owls. And then we've got mammals like um, 30 bats. <laughs> are people bringing you these birds and bats or how are you finding the, this wildlife? Yes, we rely on the community to call us when they come across wildlife that they perceive might be injured or orphaned or displaced. Um, We always ask that folks call us first before intervening because we help navigate through that situation. We'll ask a variety of descriptive questions to understand the situation. And our number one rule is never to provide food or water to injured or orphaned wildlife. We do that um, once they come into our care. Give us an example recently of uh, someone with something thing that was walked through your door. Absolutely. So window collisions is a really big one. One billion birds fatally collide with windows in North America annually, and we get a lot of window collision. Angela Tremka, my guest from Salt Haven. I've noticed a lot of, um, do you call them coyotes or coyotes? Uh, coyotes. Okay. All right. I've noticed a lot of them entering our city lately. What should you do? It is 
common to encounter wildlife like coyotes in the city, especially in the winter time when frozen waterways provide those additional travel routes. Coyotes are really important for a healthy ecosystem. Their superpower is keeping those rodent populations under control, and that's really helpful for us. Coyotes normally tend to avoid us, but there is something that we can do. It's called humane hazing. It's a very successful method of negative association that will safely encourage wildlife like coyotes to move away from humans. So what this could look like is standing tall, making yourself big, waving your arms, and using noisemakers like pots and pans or your voice until the coyote runs away. I know some dog owners with little dogs that worry about them on the outskirts of town where they live. Is that a problem? That shouldn't be a problem. To respect our wildlife, keeping our pets on on a leash in all public spaces is recommended unless it's a specified off-leash area. But the coyotes are mainly um, going after small rodents. As long as we're keeping our dogs uh, with us on a leash, we sh- they should be safe. How are you guys doing there at South Haven West Wildlife Rehabilitation Center? Are you guys fundraising right now to get larger? We are. We have recently begun our largest fundraising endeavor. We've been doing it for about a year now um, for a facility that suits our needs and the needs of wildlife in Saskatchewan. As I had mentioned, we're not able to um, spend another summer in this 600 square foot facility basement. Um, We need to get out of there into a larger space. We get 1,400 wildlife patients in our care every single year, and we rely specifically on community donations to do the work that we do. If you visit our social media or our Facebook, um, you can see all of the different things that we're up to and uh, and help us out in any ways you can. We also have Amazon wish list that's always helpful with different items that we're seeking for our clinic and our wildlife. I wish that many will uh pick up the phone and uh, offer you what they can and donate and uh, you're doing a great uh, service to our community and just want to shed a little light on it so thanks for joining me here this morning oh thank you so much i really appreciate it joining me now kevin martell from the 980 cjme newsroom sure let's check in on the oilers The streak is over, Kevin. It was a tough game. It was a tough opponent. 16 wins. They stall at 16. I think Columbus. They tie Columbus. Uh, They went on a 16-game winning streak once long ago. Uh, The record to beat was 17, or at least tie it. But those Vegas Knights had something else to say. You know, it's... It's the all-star. It's the break. I, I, I really think it is the break. And I know but Jamie. Kevin, they're both on the break. And I, well, I know Jamie and I had said that everybody was on the break, but other teams weren't riding that momentum. Other yeah. teams wanted the break because maybe they were losing. But if you're riding that 16-game win streak, you want to continue on. You don't want to be like, nah, we'll take a week off now. And yeah. so, Well, you know, tough. the way I look at it as a fan of the Oilers is that streak got us back into a playoff hunt. That's really all that matters. And that was playoff atmosphere. I, yeah. I didn't stay up late to watch the game, but uh, that game was close. It was 1-1 going going right into the third, right? And then they went ahead 2-1, to one, the Knights, and they got an empty netter too. But uh, it, the crowd was nuts. The you, intensity was high. I watched the, the highlights this morning. They said it was playoff atmosphere. You and I are united now because Vegas has been a thorn in both of our team's sides. Of course, Vegas eliminating the Oilers from the playoffs as they did to the Jets. Yep. And obviously now with Vegas ending this win streak. So, okay. All right. Well, there you go. 
Let's move on, Kevin. Common, common ground, Greg. Let's move on here. What is going on with this ass party? That is the question a lot of people are asking this morning. Four well-known MLAs are going to be off the ballot this year. I'll tell you, I was shocked when I got the push notification, the alert from the CJME app. And when I saw, when you look at these SAS party MLAs, these cabinet ministers who have gone over and bid the, the face and the head of major departments, health, education, justice, uh, finance, to name a few, but Donna Harpower, Don McMorris, Dustin Duncan, Gord Wyant, all are about to leave, not running again in the upcoming provincial election. It was a shocker. I am very curious of what our listeners think on this one here and what they observe from these moves. Uh, please text us, one 7275 Curious to uh, hear what you might uh, think on that. But yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of uh, wealth of experience. And uh, what is it now, 10 SAS Party MLAs? Yeah. yeah, we didn't get an explanation, though, as to why they're leaving. Usually there is some sort of reason given, you know, I want to spend more time with family. I'm going to pursue this over here in the private sector. We didn't get any of those reasons. Might be forthcoming here, but I don't imagine they're going to reveal too much if there was any other reason other than, yeah, I've just had enough. The big question is, yeah, is it coincidence, simply coincidence, that we have 10 now MLAs? A couple, you might think, but I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Evan Bray will tackle that one, too, with his listeners on the Evan Bray Show later at 8.30. It's 6.57 now, and uh, some white stuff in Moose Jaw. Deb, let us know that. Yeah. Uh, a little more coming our way, but uh, still, whatever falls, it's it's still pretty warm out, isn't it? Like, uh, Yeah, zero is the high, and obviously we've been telling you for the last week, record-setting temperatures. Uh, this week, we're a little, little cooler than we were, still above normal, uh, but yeah, zero today, and then we start to go back in the minuses for the rest of the week after today. Okay, well, uh, we'll uh, get you uh, completely updated here in just a few more moments with Kevin. Thank you, Kevin Martell from the 980 CJME Newsroom. And uh, coming up a bit later on here this morning, we will uh, look at this. Did you know Toby Keith is responsible for the career of Taylor Swift? Yeah, we lost Toby this week, but it's uh, not as well known that Thanks to Toby, Taylor got her first record deal. More on that coming up next hour as well. Every night is a different flight to a different galaxy. Do a slow-down show, then I hit the road in my starship limousine. Get so damn tired and uninspired. Hey, coming up tomorrow evening over at the Saskatchewan Science Center... It's an evening with Jeremy Hansen. It'll start at 5, go till 9, a chance to learn all about NASA's Artemis II mission from the Canadian Space Agency, which is uh, now being pushed into uh, 2025. But yeah, Jeremy, a Canadian from London, Ontario, originally a fighter pilot. He's one of four who will uh, go to the moon. An adventure that uh, the Artemis II mission will fly around the moon on a trip that will last about 10 days. And as I said, four astronauts on board traveling a thousand times farther than the International Space Station. So Jeremy is in town at the Science Center tomorrow night uh, to talk about his training, what it takes, and uh, what the mission is all about. In fact, uh, Jeremy is going to be on my show as I'll have an opportunity to chat while he's here in Regina, too. And I'll share some of that interview with you uh, once I get that done with him. But uh, looking forward to talking about preparing for space. I, I would never. 
There's no way if given a free opportunity, I would go to space. There'd be no Wi-Fi, no Netflix. I couldn't live without it. No way I would do that. Uh, Many of you texted me yesterday. It was my first day back from a vacation where I was uh, not too happy with uh, the airline industry. And it seems most everyone else has had a, a moment or two of frustration as well. I was talking about how we were delayed like 10 hours in Calgary. A flight was canceled in the morning and having to wait. Heck, you even look at YQR this morning. I just did it for fun. Air Canada canceled the flight today. Direct to Toronto. There's a few delays from WestJet out of Alberta. Arrivals and departures. Some delays. It just, it's nonstop. The weather isn't that bad right now. They blame the weather mechanical problems a lot now on the airline industry. Mechanical, did you hear? Remember a few weeks ago, that Alaskan Airlines flight where that uh, door slash window popped out? Well, the preliminary report is in on what happened there. And four bolts were to keep that in place. It was missing four bolts. Yeah, the preliminary report of that Alaskan Airlines flight suggests that after 150 flights previously, the the aircraft had been flying without any bolts in that thing. Unbelievable. My kids, if they get in a vehicle with me and they don't close the door properly, you know, as a dad, even as a mom, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You can just hear it. You know how the door closed? It didn't close all the way. So you immediately stop. And you say, give it a bit of a shake. You'll see. Open it again. Close it. Is that what it's come to in the airline industry? If if you're sitting in the emergency road, you give the handle a little shake to see if it's closed properly. Four bolts missing. And it flew that often without bolts. I'm not trying to scare you, but it is a fact. Even Boeing said, we take full responsibility. And can't have this happen again. And as you uh, recall, too, they grounded a lot of those uh, aircraft. And checked, and some were were either missing a bolt, or else they needed tightening. It's 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 insane. But uh, hey, for the most part, you you got to recognize the airline industry. It is safe, really safe to travel. But when you hear a story like that, kind of creeps you out a little. If you're about to fly, for sure. I'm sorry if I did that to you this morning. Now. Happy birthday. He's 62 today. Garth Brooks, 62 years old. When was he last year? Was that about 2019? And now he does his residency in Las Vegas. Doesn't tour anymore, though. All the major artists seem to want to do a residency in Las Vegas. Joining me now, Evan Bray of the Evan Bray Show here at 830. Good morning, Evan. Good morning. How's it going today? Well, were you at that uh, Garth Brooks show in 2019 there, the two sold-out shows at Mosaic? I, w- I was. It was. I was at the first one at the very rainy night that uh, that happened, but uh, great, great show. Yeah, and you and I are going to go to his new bar in Nashville uh, this summer. We're going to go to Nashville together. We've done this it previously. Was, I was going to say, this was a planned trip before or during COVID that got canceled, and so... We're back on again. Yeah, we're back on for sure. Just uh, wanted to throw that out there since uh, 
Your boss hasn't yet confirmed your vacation time. We just want to know <laughs> well, that we've we've got our tickets, we've got our plans. So there. Um, I am the rookie at the radio station. E- e- exactly. Have you passed thing. the three month mark yet? Because usually <laughs> they give you three so. months here. I don't think so. The leg irons are still on. Do you think uh, there's listeners of yours that may suggest you shouldn't last three months? I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's someone if you look at the text line. I know there's plenty that listen to me that can't believe I'm still on the air. <laughs> but anyhow, Evan, let's let's have a look. The Oilers streak has come to a close. Uh, I'm excited uh, for you. Well, don't be, because I'm just happy we're back in a playoff position. We weren't. Long ago, and uh, yeah, it would have been nice to see, but uh, the defending Stanley Cup champions, we just ran into a hot goaltender there. That Aiden Hill was spectacular yeah. last night. No but. kidding. It was uh, it was tough for sure, but uh, you know what? The, the Oilers are playing such great hockey right now that uh, it, they're exciting to watch, and uh, I hope you can still have fun on your birthday, despite the fact they, might not be, they won't be breaking the record. Yeah, Friday, had they won last night, they would have been going for game number 18 on my birthday. That would have been cool to watch. Okay, now let's... Uh, Let's check this out here. What are you hearing? We've got four well-known MLAs uh, that won't be on the ballot now for the next provincial election. Harpower, Duncan, McMorris, Wyant announcing they're not running again. It's a growing list for sure. Uh, we've got some open lines on the show today, and I'm wanting to dig into that and get people's reaction. Is this basically a rebirth of the SAS party, or is this uh, a bit of a challenging time in the SAS party? I guess it depends how you look at it. Yeah, it, 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 I'm very curious. Is there dissension behind the scenes that we're unaware of? Is is it just, you know, enough is enough? Who who the heck knows? But yeah, we'll be curious to hear uh, from our listeners too. one 877 if you want to text uh, for this morning. And besides that, what else you got on the show here today? Well, we're talking vinyl records today as well, which of course they've they're made a renaissance here. Vinyl records are hot. People are collecting them. People are paying a lot more, Greg, than you and I did back in in the day when we were buying records at the store. But uh, I've got a couple of local experts on that are going to join me. We'll dig into this this trend, this frenzy, uh, and we're going to open up the phone lines as well, so people can call in with record questions if they've got them. I've got all my vinyl that I collected over the years still. Um, much of which is in my basement right now. Uh, but I still purchase an album uh, maybe once a month, every two months. And now my youngest, she's collecting uh, vinyl as well. And you can thank Taylor Swift, right? Because uh, the, the the biggest selling album, 1989, that remastered one, uh, it, like its vinyl sales are through the roof. And that's, the, that's largely, it's new artists that kind of gave the rebirth to vinyl. Justin Bieber was one of the first, too. He released a lot of his new music a few years ago on vinyl and cassette. They're just all the rage again. Taylor, it, Swift, Taylor Swift records are flying off the shelves as well. Yeah, yeah and crazy. and uh, I think the, the, the thing that everyone wants to know is how much money are some of my albums worth? And uh, I, I was just looking. If you have a 1977 Elvis album, Moody Blue, you're a big Elvis fan. You remember the song Moody Blue? That was one of, of my favorites. I do. Yeah. Or would you like me to sing a bit? Not really, but that was pressed. <laughs> it, it was a big thing in the 70s to press vinyl in colors. And I have the blue edition, which isn't worth that much at all. But if you have a Moody Blue Elvis album that was pressed in gold, red, white, or green, it's like 1200 bucks US. Is that right? Yeah. So wow. I'm curious uh, who's out there that's going to be listening to your show that might have you know a, a near mint album and what it might be worth. Maybe you can help them figure that out. It's going to be a good conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Just even yesterday, I, I teased it on my show, and we got a number of text messages 
people wanting to share their stories, what their first record was, how much is this worth now? So that'll be all good questions for my guests today. That's Do you still have vinyl in your home? Absolutely. I've got quite a bit. The problem is my record player is not very good. That's one of my questions for them today. Is it worth buying a you know a more expensive high-end record player or are these more portable speaker built-in record players? Do they serve the purpose? Well, I'm not surprised you still have your vinyl. I've seen your basement with the Islanders collection. You're almost like a hoarder. That, that television series should be doing something on your basement there. Thank you, Evan. We'll see you back here at 830. Take care. He's really not that much of a hoarder. He's got quite an extraordinary collection, though.